Hi, welcome to the Visual Politic Podcast. My name is Simon Whistler. I host the YouTube version of this podcast, and this is an audio version of a video that originally aired on the 12th of March, 2019. The title on that was Blockchain Revolution, the End of Representative Democracy. This video dives into blockchain's use of technology. You might know it because of Bitcoin and stuff, but it has a lot of uses outside of that. And in this uh, podcast, originally a video, we look at its use in eliminating or reducing bureaucracy. So let's get into it. In a previous visual politic video, you'll find the link in the description below. We spoke about what money is, its main problems, and why cryptocurrencies are here to stay. To recap, the speed, anonymity, safety, and independence of cryptocurrencies, which aren't run by governments, politicians, or any council of wise men, aren't features we can ignore. Therefore, even though it may seem like they went out of fashion, it's very likely that one way or another, the cryptocurrency rush will be back. Now, hold on a minute, Simon, because some of you might be now thinking, well, that's all well and good, but at the end of the day, cryptocurrencies, they just don't have state support. If that's what you're thinking, well, why do we ask our Argentinian or Venezuelan friends what they think of state support and what it really amounts to? The peso is the currency issued by Argentine politicians. When you issue more money than people want to have, the purchasing power drops. Javier Malay, Argentinian economist. What's more, we can't forget that based on evidence, the exact opposite usually happens. Central banks end up supporting wasteful governments. How? Well, that's simply by running the money-making machine, printing money and buying governmental debt. All this in exchange, of course, for creating inflation and sinking the currency's value. State support not really sounding so great now. But enough about cryptocurrencies. As we mentioned in a previous video, they are just the first application of a new technology, a technology that can change society forever. So listen up. Blockchain. You probably already know that blockchain is the technology that supports Bitcoin, but there's a bit more to it than that. You see, blockchain is like a huge book where all the Bitcoin transactions that have ever taken place all over the world are registered. To ensure greater accuracy of payments, transactions are recorded and made available to everyone. In that way, blockchain works like an unalterable public record, a consensus tool among all of its users. And this implies nothing less than a revolution. It's the end of a hierarchically based order. Allow me to explain. Since the beginning of time, people have always needed the authority of third parties or institutions to coordinate their actions. This might be kings, governors, notaries, registrars, officials, experts, judges, central banks, supervisory entities. The list goes on, and it's a really long list. And this list is mostly made up of elites who charge a lot of money and who generally made these processes very complicated and rather drawn out. Just think about what we do if we want to buy a house. We have to deal with solicitors, estate agents, council officials, banks, the list it goes on once again. But now blockchain makes it possible to simplify all of these procedures to do them almost immediately, safely, and at a much lower cost. Imagine, for example, if we replaced real estate property records with blockchain technology. Well, what would happen here? Basically, with blockchain, everyone could be informed simultaneously that the house in question has been transferred and paid for. What's more, the blockchain records and communications would be unalterable and secure from manipulation. 
With blockchain, any user who wants to can see which homes are associated with each account, but they won't know the identity of the person behind that account. And the same can happen with money, goods, and any valuable records. This might be vehicles, company shares, contracts, copyrights, patents, wills, etc. This means that we'll no longer need a central bank or companies like Visa, or indeed any government authority to validate a transaction. It's the consensual knowledge of this transaction made transparent to all which will validate it. Alright, so now you might be wondering, well, is this actually that disruptive? Well, blockchain is an emerging technology, and we still don't understand all of its implications or its possibilities. It's complicated because it's sort of like if you were trying to explain a credit card to a banker from the Middle Ages. But the truth is that we can already see some very interesting applications. In a previous video, we talked about smart contracts, and now we're going to see a very important aspect of them. Something that's going to be exciting to some, and probably worrisome to others. As I did with our previous blockchain video, I'm going to ask you to keep an open mind for this one. The DAOs and smart contracts. So let's consider what could be the most surprising blockchain application. This is an application that could revolutionize many of the global institutions that we all know. A DAO is simply an organization regulated and directed by smart contracts within the blockchain. It has condensed rules that are known by all. There's no bosses, coordinators, or hierarchies. There's no need for a superior entity to control everything. To understand this better, so far in history, money and assets have always been owned by one person or group of people. However, from now on, all of that could really change. Can you imagine companies owned not by humans, but by machines? Can you imagine companies owned by a few lines of code in the cloud? Maybe you can imagine a company or an NGO without any human workers. Now, thanks to blockchain and artificial intelligence, this could all be possible. But just as many of you may be freaking out or thinking that we've lost our minds, here are some examples. Can you imagine a completely impartial and independent means of communication? A means of communication that doesn't respond to political pressures. We're talking about media operated by a DAO, which would have no human owners who could be tempted to push the editorial line towards their own interests. This company, which would be owned by a few lines of code in the cloud, would hire journalists to work for it, writing on different topics. The topics with more hits would gain more advertising revenue. That is, they would give more money to the DAO. In return, it would provide greater resources to hire more journalists and improve the income of those who had the most success. And all of this, it would be run entirely independently. another example. Imagine your taxi is a self-driving car, a car without a driver. Its owner is the car itself, and it's code in the cloud. Throughout the day, the vehicle provides taxi services to anyone who wants them, and it's paid in bitcoins, and then at night, it refuels and is maintained. Once it's done all of that, it returns to service. With the income that the vehicle obtains, it saves money to buy more self-driving taxis, since that's how its code is programmed. Eventually, it could have an entire fleet of them. This company isn't directly controlled by any human. It doesn't need a bureau bureaucratic structure, it would be very efficient and offer its services at very reduced rates. And now another example. Think about an insurance company controlled by a DAO with hardly any human intervention. Imagine that a country's farmers create an insurance cooperative to protect themselves from frost. The DAO company would automatically collect insurance premiums from these farmers, and if in any part of the country there's a frost at a certain time of the year that damages the crops, it would automatically compensate the farmers by depositing money in their accounts. 
Alright, so now we gotta ask the question, well, what's the point of all of this? Well, among other things, it's to optimize the productivity and efficiency with which we perform several tasks. Imagine what all of this could mean. Many services, they'd become much, much cheaper. And it's blockchain that is making all of this spectacular automation possible. But that's not all. Let's take another leap. Let's give these DAOs artificial intelligence. We could imagine investment funds, pension funds, NGOs, all without bureaucracy. We're talking about DAOs that could hire human analysts and programmers who would be able to make their own decisions based on their programming and their learning capacity. Administrative tasks would disappear almost completely. And now maybe you can imagine a town hall with no politicians or councillors, a town hall with very simple rules that can communicate with its neighbors and is constituted as a DAO. All of this is becoming possible in one way or another. Blockchain could radically change society as we know it. Many of the bureaucratic structures that we use today, they'll be completely unnecessary. So let's take a closer look at that. Distributed and autonomous governance Folks, society's models, they've evolved. You see, at the beginning of time, human beings, we lived in decentralized structures composed of a few people. These were called tribes. This posed an advantage. Everyone knew each other. If someone did something bad to someone else, they probably wouldn't get away with it. However, we really started developing agriculture and labor techniques around 10,000 years ago. This led to large-scale food production, which caused the population to grow so much that the tribe model stopped working. In order to coordinate these new societies, political elites emerged. These were the chiefs, overlords, nobles, kings. This later led to the politician and official-controlled states that we all know today. Well, now, thanks to globalization, the internet, and blockchain, we could be on the verge of a new revolution, not only for the market, as we've already seen, but also for political governance. See, the problem with representative democracy is that we've introduced a new middleman, the professional politician. A figure that, once it reaches power, ends up behaving like a pilfering old-style elite. So the question now becomes, what can blockchain contribute to all of this? Well, welcome to what is already known as distributed democracy, a new concept that could largely replace the representative democracy that we know of today. In fact, it's likely that by the end of this century, many politicians will have been replaced by this new type of governance. We're talking about a system based on large DAOs and smart contracts. Individuals will have the option to join these regardless of the territory where they live. With this new system, we could all participate directly or delegate specific decisions to the most valued, prepared, or most well-reputed members. This would all work on clearly defined, democratic, and equal rules that are known by all. This model would be completely transparent and professional politicians would be given a much smaller workload. That way, we could also end corruption and stop the way in which many politicians manipulate the system to their advantage. The system would make no allowance for partisan interests or nationalism or any of these issues. Just efficient public administrations that get the job done. As with companies, blockchain can help end bureaucracy, a problem that has been with us for thousands of years. But alright, so you might still be unconvinced. So here's a couple of questions for you. What do you think would happen if you tried to pay for a hotel with a credit card in 1800? Or how would you explain what the internet is to Napoleon? In short, the future is often incomprehensible in the present day, but this really could be the place we're going.
So I really hope you enjoyed that episode of the podcast. This was originally a video that aired on our YouTube channel. If you'd like to get stuff right up to date as it comes out, please do search Visual Politic. That's Politic with a K, one word, in YouTube, and you will catch all of our videos. Also, if you like this, please do consider leaving us a review wherever you get your podcasts. We really do appreciate it. And as always, I'll see you next time.